Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty in our first uh, post, uh, we'll call it maybe the off-season episode, post-season episode. One of the things that I really love to do at the very end of a year, end of the season, is to re-rank the rookie class. At the end of the season, I like to do this. Uh, one, it just kind of gives me, you know, little glimmers of hope. You know, when I look at my rosters and think about players that have developed or, you know, burst, burst out in their rookie season, or at least I still have hope in. But another reason I like to do it is I like to re-rank the class and look back at my previous rankings that I had, you know, back in May during rookie drafts, and it helps me see where I got things right or maybe where I got things wrong, which players I've now moved up, and you know, how I would draft things differently. So it's a good exercise for all dynasty managers. I would encourage you guys to do the same. You could even disagree with me, but right now I'm going to list my top 24 rookies if I was to redraft today. And I'll also mention where I previously had them ranked last May, so I can give you a sense about whether they moved up or down. So should be a fun episode. Hope you enjoy it. Let's begin with number one. Number one, I would still draft Brees Hall, number one. He was previously number one. So I still have uh, Hall ranked as the number one, you know, after his fantastic start to the season. He only played six complete games before tearing his ACL, but finished the year seventh in running back points per game, if you just do on those those few games that he played. Um, start, stellar start to his career. I'm sure he's going to bounce back fine. He tore his ACL early enough in the season that I expect that he's going to be recovered and ready to start for the Jets um, game number one of next season. Uh, he's still the top player in this class, in my opinion. Next, uh, number two would be Kenneth Walker. Previously, I had him number four. I had two receivers ahead of Walker in my rookie rankings last year, but now I believe I draft Walker second, ahead of all the receivers in this class. Rashad's Penny's injury gave Walker you know, a higher workload to start the season than, than expected, and he did take advantage of his opportunity. Uh, he did what, you know, you know, what he was best at in college, which was just making explosive play after explosive play. In the season with five 100-yard rushing, rushing games, uh, he included, uh, including three in the last three games of the season, led him to get over that 1,000-yard mark with 1,050 yards on the season. You know, bell cut running backs are just too hard to find, and so managers who drafted Walker are really going to be thrilled that they have him. I'd make him my number two if I ranked again. Now we'll get a whole flurry of wide receivers before we talk running back again. Uh, number three is Garrett Wilson. Previously, I had him ranked number five, so he moved up just a bit. I had a, hard, a real hard time deciding between Wilson and Chris Olave, who I'll mention next as the wide receiver to rank highest in this class. Uh, but I had to put Wilson ahead of Olave since he did finish as the higher scoring rookie wide receiver this season. Uh, he struggled with poor quarterback play throughout the season, terrible quarterback play. But even so, he still managed to become a pretty reliable wide receiver too on rosters. He had 83 receptions and 1,103 yards. Uh, he did struggle in the touchdown department, only scoring four times, and all four of those were really just within two games, so he had two two touchdown games. But his targets and his catches, those what matter the most. Remember, we don't chase touchdowns. Uh, he's definitely unquestioned wide receiver one on the Jets after he clearly staved off Elijah Moore. Uh, once uh, the Jets get a better quarterback, uh, Wilson's going to improve even on his rookie season. Just after him, though, uh, fourth now ranked as Chris Olave. I had him ranked sixth in, back in May, so he's moved up a few spots. Olave was my most 
drafted player in this rookie class, along with Jahan Dotson, which I'll mention in a, mo- in a moment. Uh, I had him ranked higher than most dynasty managers. That's why, that's why I drafted him so often. Uh, but now I've, I've moved him up even higher, from sixth to fourth. Uh, he finished just behind Wilson with 72 catches and 1,042 yards and the same number of touchdowns, just four Alave, you know, was uh, had you know maybe a little bit more consistent quarterback, but still nothing great to to write home about. And Andy Dalton throwing him the ball most of the season, uh, but Alave, you know, was an instant starter, and he replaced Michael Thomas as a wide receiver one in New Orleans. I think even if Tom and Thomas does return next season healthy, uh, Alave is still going to hold him off to become the top target for the Saints. Um, as all receivers do, you know, he had ups and downs. But he scored over 10 uh, half PPR points in 7 of his 15 games. So about 50% of his games scored 10 points or more. I think he's going to re- improve on that. Love, Chris Olave. Number 5, I have now Drake London. Previously, he was number 3 for me. Uh, I moved Wilson and Olave just ahead of him, but he's still in that same tier. These, are, these guys are all in the same tier, in my opinion. Uh, once you know Desmond Ritter took over from Marcus Mariota, Dynasty Manders finally got a taste of what London can do when he when he gets targeted more often. Uh, London uh, had pretty much the same stats. He had uh, just 72 catches. He's at like Olave and Wilson just had four touchdowns, but he actually failed to reach the reach the thousand yard mark like they did. But he ended the season with 886 yards. He was an instant starter for the Falcons too, uh, but they were one of the league's most conservative and run heavy teams. I think when the Falcons get better, get better quarterback, and the offense opens up more, uh, Drake London's going to you know, just be super uh, for dynasty managers. Still have him ranked number five. Same tier as those guys. Maybe a little bit of a teardrop now to pick number six. I have George Pickens, six. Previously, I had him nine, so he's moved up just a bit as well. Uh, Pickens you know, demonstrated uh, that he had that big playability this season um, and hadn't had enough chemistry with fellow rookie Kenny Pickett. Uh, to move up in my rankings. Uh, He scored two of his four touchdowns. It's crazy. All these guys just scoring four touchdowns. Uh, We're going to break that trend in a minute here, but he also scored uh, two touchdowns, or four touchdowns, rather. But in the last three games of the season, he really showed, you know, more uh, connection with Pickett, which gives Dynasty managers a lot of hope. Uh, The Steelers started this season, you know, with a pretty deep roster at the wide receiver position, making me think that Pickens would take just a little bit of time to earn a starting role. Uh, Still, the the Steelers traded Chase Claypool midseason, a clear sign that they wanted Pickens to start opposite Deontay Johnson. It's a pretty rough fantasy year altogether for the Steelers' offense, that's for sure. Um, but I think that there's all th- signs pointing up as uh, Pickens improve, as Pickett improves, the Pickett to Pickens uh, connection is going to be a common one in the years to come. Now to number seven, I have Traylon Burtz. Uh, he was previously number two for me, so he has taken a little bit of a fall. I now would take him seventh instead of second. Uh, Burks is definitely the biggest follower in my first round. Uh, I still believe that he, in his talent, um, so I was unwilling to move him too far down my rankings, but he admittedly had a rough start to his rookie year. He had a hard time adjusting to the NFL physically and mentally, but by the end of the season, he showed you know his big playability enough times to keep my hope for him alive. Uh, injuries caused him to miss six games and kept him from you know compiling as many stats as these other wide receivers that I've already mentioned, but the talent is still there. Uh, it's right for me to move him back a little bit in my rankings, but not too far back maybe as other dynasty managers do. I still have a lot of hope for Burks. Number seven. And number eight is Jahan Dotson. Previously I had him number seven. Now I have him number eight. And it is true, all the other rookie wide receivers struggled to score touchdowns. Dotson did not. <laughs> he scored a touchdown on every fifth catch that he made, scoring seven touchdowns on just 35 receptions. 
Uh, Dotson missed, you know, five games with an injury, or his stats really could have been a lot better. I sound like a broken record here, but almost all these wide receivers, rookie wide receivers, were hurt by their poor quarterback play, and and even just the number of different quarterbacks that threw them the ball during the season. Uh, Three different quarterbacks in in Dotson's case. Um, Again, I said Alave and Dotson are two of my most drafted players, so I still have incredibly high hopes for both of them. Have Dotson number eight. Number nine, uh, moving up, would be Christian Watson. Previously, I had him uh, number 11. Watson uh, infamously dropped the very first pass of his rookie career, a pass that would have easily resulted in a long touchdown. But boy, he he bounced back to earn the trust of Aaron Rodgers. And like Dotson, he scored seven touchdowns too. Pretty good for a rookie. He scored on every sixth catch that he made this year. And the Packers drew up many plays for him in the red zone. His stats were, you know, significantly boosted by one three-touchdown, 107-yard day against the Cowboys. Beat up my Cowboys in that game. Uh, But he averaged more than six targets per game after that. And when he kind of bust out on the scene, he really became a primary target. I think he is the future wide receiver one in Green Bay with targets coming from Aaron Rodgers or from Jordan Love. Having number nine now. Number 10 has just a little bit of a a statement of faith. That would be Jamison Williams. Uh, Previously, I had him number eight, so he's dropped a little bit mostly just because some of the other rookies did so well. Williams, you know, definitely has the most room to improve in this class because he barely saw the field this season. His draft capital, though, and his college production and, you know, the improvement overall, just the Lions offense, uh, have him, you know, as a first-round draft pick still if I was to redraft today. Jared Goff did enough this season to prove that he can make the Lions' skill players productive. I still think that Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be the most targeted wide receiver, even if Williams is healthy. But Williams, you know, is going to have a crucial role, too. I just hope that he can become more than just a deep threat. If, you know, I was to redraft today, I'd still see him at the back end of the first round here at number 10. Here's where we make some changes in my rankings. Number 11 now, I would put Brian Robinson. Previously, he was 22, so he's moved up 11 spots. Robinson is the first player to, you know, make a big jump in my rankings here. Uh, He moved up 11 spots, like I said, from 22 to 11. Robinson, uh, you know, returned from the gunshot wounds. Unbelievable. Um, in week five, and he quickly replaced Antonio Gibson as a lead back for the Commanders, particularly over the last part of the season. Over the last seven games of the season, he averaged more than 20 touches per game. The Commanders have soured on Gibson and see Robinson as their lead back, I think, making him very worthy of a first-round pick if the rookie draft were to take place today at the end of the season. Uh, he was a massive surprise for Dynasty managers who drafted him in the second round back in May. So too is my number 12. My number 12 is Damian Pierce. I previously had him ranked number 24, but now I would draft him at number 12. Uh, like Robinson, Pierce jumped in my first round, you know, just by the end of the season. Um, I didn't believe in the hype in Pierce. If you followed me uh, this offseason, he was definitely not one that I wasn't going to rank as high as other people were. But I'm not too proud that, I, that I'm, to say that I made a mistake. Uh, Pierce definitely stormed out of the gates this season and became an every week starter from weeks 3 to 14, um, which is when he got injured. He scored just five touchdowns, but he did amass 1,104 yards in those 13 games that he played. I still have some questions about the future uh, with him, because I would be surprised if the Texans add a running back in this year's class with the number of draft picks that they have, but I'm willing to consider him as the last pick of the first round. So that's my first round. Let's move into the second round. Let's keep going. Number 13, I would have Kenny Pickett. He was previously number 14, so he stayed about put, and this is, of course, where I would rank him in one quarterback leagues. Uh, he didn't win the starting job to start the season, but he quickly took over for Mitch Trubisky when the team struggled to win games at the start of the season. And he had a very, very modest you know, start to his rookie year, but so do most rookie quarterbacks. Uh, but he did help the Steelers uh, end the season on a winning streak and gave them playoff hopes leading all the way into the last game of the season. 
Um, he's going to improve next year, and he should avoid facing any competition for the job, which it really cannot be said for the rest of the quarterbacks in this class, which is why I don't have any of them in my top 24. Uh, just pick it here at number 13. The next one is a surprise one as well. Number 14 would be Isaiah Pacheco. Previously, I had him unranked in May, but then my very last draft that I do over Labor Day weekend, that's my freak league. We do it over Labor Day weekend right before the season starts. I had moved him up to number 24. So back in May, he was relatively unknown, but as the preseason hype developed, right before the season started, I had him ranked number 24, but now I have him 14. So the hype on Pacheco was real. The dynasty managers who added Pacheco off the waiver wire during the preseason, oh man, they found a gem for very cheap. Uh, Pacheco was involved from game one, and he outplayed uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, he was the Chiefs' most productive running back until, that is, Jarek McKinnon burst onto the scene at the end of the season. Now his draft capital and the Chiefs' willingness to play anyone at the running back position make his dynasty value a little bit more in question uh, than other backs that I've ranked here. But I still need to drop him in here at number 14. He's still you know, worth a second-round value right now if it was to redraft again uh, today. Just behind him would be another couple running backs. Number 15, I have Tyler Algier. Algier came on strong to end the season, uh, giving the Falcons a chance to believe that he could become their lead back of the future. He averaged 120 yards of total offense per game over the last four games of the season, where he scored two of his four touchdowns on the season. His production to end the season makes me think that they're willing, you know, um, that I'd be willing to draft him in the second round if I was to do so today. Again, I have him 15. I previously had him ranked number 18, so he's moved up a bit too. I do have a little fear that the, you know, the Falcons are going to draft a running back so that Arthur Smith, you know, can have his new Derrick Henry like he did in Tennessee. I think that he wants that. Uh, maybe Algier can be that guy. I'd be willing to take a chance on him at 15 here. If I was to redraft today, and just behind him would be another running back, Rashad White, number 16, who I previously had ranked 17. So he stays pretty much put. Uh, White, you know, was used uh, sparingly until week 10 when the Bucks began to involve him more in the offense. Uh, he could have been better running the ball for sure, but his involvement in the passing game is really what helped his fantasy production. If the Buccaneers commit to using him that way, you know, he could grow into kind of like a flex-worthy player in dynasty lineups. Um, that said, Tom Brady is the one that loves to throw the ball to running backs, and he may not be with a team next year. So White's a player that I draft kind of here in the middle of the second round if I was to redraft again today, but I am worried a little bit about his ability to do what he does best if Brady is not a Buccaneer next year. Number 17, uh, my first tight end, I had Greg Dulcich. Previously, I had him number 25, so he's moved up a bit. Uh, Dulcich did enough this season to cause me to rank him as the tight end one of this class, which he wasn't before. More on that in a minute. Uh, tight ends usually take a few years to become productive in fantasy. Still, uh, Dulcich, he was a viable starter. You know, when you when there were bye weeks happening, you know, during the season, Dulcich entered the starting lineup in a couple of my leagues, and I think that he, you know, is going to grow to be a bigger part of this offense. Dolchitz, you know, had uh, more than five targets five times this season in the 10 games that he played. So half the time he was getting at least five targets. That's pretty good for a tight end. And the Broncos and Russell Wilson, you know, they're they're uh, a, a team that struggled terribly this year. I can't imagine that they're going to play worse than they did this season. So I think for the Broncos get a new coach and their offense improves, Dolchitz is going to help make the team better in the future. Second Green Bay guy, number 18, I'd say Romeo Dobbs. Uh, previously, I had him 26, so he's moved up uh, quite a bit from 26 to number 18. You know, Christian Watson, like I already said, he's proved that he's the future wide receiver one in Green Bay. But Dobbs did enough to prove that he can be the wide receiver two, uh, particularly once Alan Lazard leaves the team this offseason, probably Randall Cobb as well. Uh, in several games at the start of the season, Christian Watson was injured. And during those, those times, uh, Dobbs really was the wide receiver one 
and the most fantasy productive one on the team. Then once Watson got healthy, that kind of was about the same time that Dobbs was injured. So we didn't really get to see him on the field together too much until the very, very end of the season. And the Packers, you know, who are always resistant to drafting wide receivers in the first round, they may have found their future starters in the second and fourth rounds of this last year's draft uh, with Christian Watson, Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Number 19, I have James Cook. Uh, previously, I had him ranked number 13, so he's fallen back a bit. Uh, Cook played well, you know, this season, but never really did enough to overtake Devin Singletary on the depth chart. You know, Cook might become the starter next season unless the Bills choose to re-sign Singletary, uh, whose contract expires at the end of the season. Uh, still, I think the Bills' offense is always going to run through the arm and the legs of Josh Allen, making the Bills' running back a less than desirable place, you know, to have dynasty shares. Um, I may have put down at my rankings a little bit uh, as a result. One player that moved up, though, is number 20. If I were to re-rank today, uh, I would draft Jalen Warren at the 20th spot. Uh, previously, he was unranked, but as the offseason uh, progressed and the preseason games happened, I moved him up to number 40 in my rankings. So uh, kind of like Isaiah Pacheco, he was unranked back in May. I didn't have him, but as the preseason started, I moved him into my rookie rankings. And that you know draft that I do over Labor Day weekend, weekend I had him before the season started ranked number 40. Um, you know, I, I just did this because after witnessing the very first preseason game in August, I moved him into my rankings because it was, you know, just become very noticeable that he was the best back behind Najee Harris. You know, he's still a backup behind a first round draft pick, but, uh, you know, that's going to limit him, but he is a great player to handcuff. Could be very productive if Harris was injured at any time in the near future here. So Jalen Warren moving all the way up to 20. Four more to go. Uh, 21 would be David Bell. Previously, I had him ranked 12, so he's followed quite a bit down to 21. I still remain stubborn in my love for Bell, and uh, I could only move him down not you know, these nine spots in my rookie rankings after a very modest start to his NFL career. I can't believe that his college production was a fluke and that he can't do some of the same things in the NFL once given a chance. What really kind of made him drop in my rankings was how well Donovan Peoples-Jones improved far more than I thought he would, and he and Amari Cooper really dominated all the touches, wide receiver touches in Cleveland. I think they're going to continue to do so, um, so I can't rank Bell as high as I used to. But Bell, I think, could carve out a more you know role in the slot next year and really be that perfect wide receiver three in the slot. You know, hopefully, you know Deshaun Watson returns to his prior form and makes improvement after kind of struggling when he finally got to play this year. He's going to make the offense better. Um, I think David Bell still has a chance to be counted as worthy of a second round pick if I was to redraft today. Number twenty-two, I'd have Trey McBride. Previously, I had him ranked 16, so he's fallen quite a bit. Um, he didn't have a breakout game until the final game of the fantasy season. Uh, even though Zach Ertz was injured, you know, in week 10, he still, you know, didn't come on the scene and really prove himself in any way. Uh, he was, you know, the top tight end in my, in my rankings before this, but now I have him behind Dulcich, as I already mentioned. Uh, his college production, his draft capital, keep him, you know, a second-round pick in my eyes, even though he only had one good game this season. Hopefully the new coaching staff is going to find a way to utilize his talent and his size, uh, still worthy of a second-round pick. Next at number 23 would be Alec Pierce. I uh, previously had him ranked number 20, so he stayed about where he was, maybe fell back a little bit. Uh, Pierce earned a starting role with the Colts immediately, you know, was involved in the offense. Uh, like like most wide receivers in this class, his quarterbacks did not help him with his fantasy production this year, that's for sure. However, Michael Pittman has the wide receiver one spot uh, locked down, but earning a wide receiver two role in this offense is enough to consider him a back end of the second-round pick if I was to redraft um, just about where I had him in May, I still have him now. Uh, he did about what I expected him to do this season. Uh, give him a better quarterback next season, and maybe his dynasty value can even 
improve more. And finally, the last pick of the second round, if I was to redraft today, would be Wandel Robinson, even though we didn't see very much of him. I had him ranked 19 previously. I'd still keep him in the second round here as pick number 24. Uh, the Giants, you know, and Dynasty managers just didn't get enough, didn't get to see enough of Robinson this season. He only played six games, uh, but he showed a spark in three of those six games. Uh, Giants wide receiver depth chart as wide open as anyone could be, as any position could be. Uh, the team really needs a playmaker, you know, to complement the possession receiver skills of Isaiah Hodgins, the deep ball skills of Darius Slayton. And given his opportunity and his very diverse skills, Robinson is still a player that I'd be willing to draft in the second round to see what he can do when he returns from his injury next season. There you go. Fun process. I encourage you as a dynasty freak to do the same thing. Go back, re-rank that rookie class, and let me know where you have some differences. Uh, that's a week uh, wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than Twitter, so that's the best way to contact me. would love to hear from you. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me, too. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the off-season. I appreciate your support. Uh, do you want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape? Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.